0: today on CityCast Denver. Listen, bud, you're about to meet a self-proclaimed Denver Foo. He's behind my favorite local Instagram account, at DenverFoos303. And honestly, he makes me laugh like every day. But what is a Denver Foo? Who is a Denver Foo? Am I a Foo? Are you? Don't worry, you're about to find out. Today is Thursday, August 4th, 2022. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver.
1: Benny, welcome to CityCast Denver. Thank you for having me. This is amazing.
0: <laughs> so I'm a big fan of your work. You and your brother run this Instagram account called Denver Foos. And I would love to start with explaining to folks who maybe don't know or haven't heard of it, what or who would you describe as a Denver Foo?
1: I basically somewhat ripped off foo's Gone Wild. There's another page <laughs> that there's the, the oh, similar yes. things that I, trying to create but i feel like there's a different cultural connection within the city of denver of so like los angeles and california and texas they have different types of foods so basically just guys in the hispanic community that have a specific style maybe a specific haircut the way they wear and women too
0: you're alluding to the haircut idea. And I think that there's different eras and ages of foos, right? So like
1: definitely definitely,
0: a younger foo might like the have Edgar,
1: I think yes. it's like more than modern day Denver foo. You know, you see him at the movies, you see him at the anywhere at the malls, roaming the malls. You know, they might have a polo shirt with some true religions and some Jordans on. That's probably like the new Denver foo. Kind of style, but that style kind of been circulated and recycled for like quite a bit throughout the years. I think like Polo and True Religion has made a lot of money off of Denver foods, to be honest with you. And Jordan, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I wear those same brands as well. So I I I would say I'm a Denver food too.
0: And like I'm thinking of like the big cubic zirconium earrings and like uh, the the Edgar haircut you're kind of talking about, which for folks who don't know, it's sort of like a Caesar. It's like a very straight across the forehead.
1: Bowl cut Caesar. It's I a bowl think cut. That's the best way to <laughs> it's pretty unique hairstyle.
0: <laughs> and so that's like the younger version of the Denver Foo. I'm also thinking of older Foo's, like I'm in my 40s, my age and older, gentlemen wearing like pressed Dickies, maybe Lokes, maybe Cortez's, like it's like a very particular style.
1: You could catch any one of those OG Denver foods that probably any one of your lowrider car shows or, <laughs> or uh, maybe on Cinco de Mayo downtown or cruising federal feds.
0: Yeah. What I love about the account is it's a embracing of a type of culture and person that really is unique to Denver. I like that you're not making fun of people. I think that that's what makes it really no. sweet and fun.
1: I mean, the people in the comments may make fun of them, but our <laughs> where we're coming from, we never want to make fun of people or put people on blast in any way. And it's more of just a cultural appreciation. It's not a cultural appropriation where we're just like making fun of this type of culture. I'm fifth generation Denver, Coloradan, sixth generation American. The last about five to eight years, there's been a lot of gentrification and there's a lot of people in our community that have been really upset about it and it's been heartbreaking and it's terrible. So I also wanted to just create a way of highlighting our culture without losing our culture because there's a lot of places in the city that are embraced not just by people of my culture of the Hispanic community, but anybody that's from Denver that's been here their whole lives and they've seen a drastic change in our city. I just wanted to highlight a lot of those things and not forget our history of just different styles and just different places people used to like to go to or restaurants or even some of the cool hot spots and stuff that are still around that you could still embrace the true Denver culture that's been somewhat lost and is being forgotten. I'm just here to have people remember it and have it live on.
0: You're kind of like a booster for the city in a certain way. And something else that I love about the Denver Foo's Instagram is that, you know, I grew up here too. I'm not Hispanic or Latino. I don't identify as Chicano. I'm, I'm just a, a white girl from the Southeast side of Denver. But it's just part of the culture that I know when I think about what is Denver like. The Denver Foo's Instagram account speaks to so many things that are like, oh yeah, that's Denver. That's what Denver feels like to me.
1: But you're Denver Food <laughs> too, because you understand <laughs> all these things.
0: I see you as like an, an unofficial Denver expert, and I would love to go through some sort of things or tropes with you about Denver and get your honest, like Denver foods opinion on a couple of okay. things. So, um, Chipotle, illegal Pete's or neither.
1: I would say none of them to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it to illegal Pete's because they stay open late. And I think that's where a quarter of Denver foods may go, but <laughs> I think most of the Denver foods after they're at the clubs or at the bars or whatever that they're they're gonna be stopping they're at Tacos Rapidos or at Chubby's. Oh like, Chubby's so I- Yeah.
0: No, I, I was just gonna say, depending on what side of town you're on. You're either at Chubby's on thirty eighth or maybe you're at Tacos Raps on Alameda or Correct. Yeah. <laughs> um so would you say that either of those spots are your favorite burrito place? Like is there a is there a good place that you go for a burrito? Oh, uh,
1: my grandma's. That's where I go for a good (laughs) break. You could ask any Denver food or their mom or, or or, or I could just make my own, but I bet the best green chili. You don't even know.
0: (laughs) It's true. The best green chili is when someone's family has their own recipe for it.
1: Like, yeah, I think that question quite a bit. A lot of people say do a poll. Where's the best place to get green chili? And like, that's always my answer. It's like, my kitchen and my grandma taught me how to make this for generations.
0: <laughs> that's the true that's the true Denver green chili.
1: Yeah. because it's different. Some people like it super spicy, super hot, freaking dynamite. I mean <laughs> that's, I don't that's, even know sometimes. It's a little too hot for me and I'm a Denver food. I'm like I like to taste the rest of the food, but damn. <laughs>
0: That's my complaint with chubbies is it's just too spicy. And I like start crying and I'm like, why do people do this to themselves?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think what makes me cry is when I'm waiting for it for so long. Like I'll be in like, it feels like a, like, especially, I mean, most of the time when I go, I'm a little inebriated after a long time. And I'm waiting there for like an hour and a half. And then I'm almost halfway through. I Like I have to go probably go to 7-Eleven and get like a tall can to just like not. So I don't have get a hangover at Chubby's.
0: That's like the quintessential Chubby's experience too. Is you get out of the club and then you go to the other club called Chubby's, and then you stand in a. And it used to be different before they expanded into their bigger building. Their old building was so tiny, and I just remember being like packed in there like sardines. Everybody's like so hungry they want to fight. They're drunk. They're like oh, yeah,
1: it's taking bites and everything.
0: <laughs> it's taking forever.
1: Oh man there's chubbies i'm sure they could start their own podcast and tell all the stories of what goes on and <laughs> at those nights
0: i love that idea i i mean like the Chubby's lore around the restaurant and the family and everything is like such a denver story too
1: and it's an acquired taste for sure yes. Chubby's is an acquired taste i think even the people that eat it that think it's good or like say it's good they're still like they don't know it's just an acquired taste that they've been eating their whole life. so
0: totally totally. so speaking of chubbies it's in this neighborhood that is highly contested over what it's called so would a denver foo be a highlands guy or a north side guy
1: a north side baby all the way (laughs) i mean the north side covers a larger area than just the highlands part it's anything uh, north of colfax so when they it's all on a technicality I guess for like you know the real estate market and people wanting to make it sound more yeah better so <laughs> they just want to say the highlands but it's not the highlands it's the north side everybody knows that like you could even ask the uh, sports personality Vic Lombardi he's from oh the north side and he he'll go around with the people on TV, on his radio shows, <laughs> because he's Denver born and he's always repping for the North side.
0: I know. I'll never forget that. There was that moment where like, I think Katie, when she said something about the high, he, she, she said something about the Highlands, I think in relationship to Bones Highland and, and Vic corrected her immediately. It was like, it's the North side. And I was We're like, right. I was just like, every every Denver foo watching this moment right now is like, thank you, Vic. <laughs> like thank you for the correction um so speaking of Vic Lombardi I think another thing that Denver Foos really embraces is our sports teams and so I would love to hear like your Denver Pro Sports franchise power rankings like who's the number one are we the Broncos Nuggets Avalanche Rockies Rapids Mammoth like what is what is the best most Denver team
1: Oh, it's got to be the Broncos, bud. Like, they've been around the longest. They've been the most predominant. They've been to the most championship games. I mean, they're tied now with the Avalanche. Go Avalanche. But they've been the prominent team and anchor for the whole entire city for sports. It's just a cultural thing. Like, Sundays are for the Broncos, and everybody knows that. The whole city, the mood is can swing either in a good, happy way or a negative, bad way, depending on how good they are and if they win. I mean, my grandma is 90 years old, and she is always asking us, did the Broncos win? (laughs) Did you watch the game? And she don't even really care too much about sports. but
0: But she cares about the Broncos.
1: That's just the cultural impact that the Broncos have on the city. It's a whole different energy and impact that the Broncos have. I mean... The Avalanche kind of got some of that when they first came because they came and won right away. The Rockies, it's just more of a party to go to Coors.
0: It's a party spot, yeah.
1: The Nuggets, they're kind of like a wild card. Like, people are in or out with them. But, yeah, the Broncos reign supreme in the city for sure.
0: Yeah, I feel like you could always tell, like, one of my gauges for the, the love of the Broncos is if you go to the grocery store on Broncos, like, a game Sunday – everybody that works at King Supers is wearing their Broncos gear.
1: That's like... <laughs> well, well, I could even take it this farther. So I'm a Denver fool. Anytime there's a wedding, a quinceanera, something of very important within the family or whatever, there's always that one guy, he's got his Denver Broncos jersey. <laughs> no, it's true.
0: I see that like everybody's one uncle or tio in like a nice pressed Broncos jersey with like some pressed black jeans or some.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's nice, cleanly pressed. They'll even (laughs) probably have some dress shoes on with it too, some Stacey Adams or something.
0: (laughs) I'm like picturing this exact person that I have seen at so many Denver weddings. (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. So Broncos training camp is happening right now. And I want some Broncos hot takes from you. John Elway, Peyton Manning, Russell Wilson. Which of those three doesn't belong?
1: Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> well, that's pretty tough because a lot of Denver foods, John Elway on the field, he's God. Mm. So <laughs> that's yes. kind of hard to say. But maybe in his, uh, his front office role, probably be out. Russell Wilson has still yet to prove anything. I mean, the impact is already there as far as what he's brought in. The spotlight is back on us again, yes. and we feel like we're back in relevancy. Uh, Peyton Manning, what he did. I don't know. That one's a really hard one. I, I guess I guess I would say Elway in the front office is out. Okay. <laughs> but not the man on the field.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a really good distinction, too, because like there's just there's never been a Bronco on the field that has made as much of an impact culturally on Denver as John Elway. Like he really, I think, cemented that idea that this was our team and it was something to be proud of.
1: When people think of Denver and think of sports, that's the first person they think of.
0: Well, Benny, I think you're awesome and I love your Instagram, but I have to say I'm a little bit worried because... People are going to hear this conversation, and sometimes more attention can bring problems. Like, where are you all at with this? Can I trust that Denver Foods is going to stay legit?
1: We're still in a grassroots stage of how we're growing it, and where it's. we're just letting the people let it take a life of its own, you know? We're not trying to force anything down anybody's throats with advertisements of businesses. Of, it's just all just grassroots urban cultural just real stuff everybody knows how this system works how programmed everything is and how i think that's what makes us so unique is that everything we post is not programmed it's not there is no plan it's literally people sending us videos and content and us reposting it and us sharing it with our community and embracing the culture and highlighting certain things and it's just there's really no plan behind it and i think that's what makes us so unique that you have these pages like the foods gone wild or the food community, all those other food pages. They're yeah. so like scripted and planned and they have advertising. I mean, I'm probably, <laughs> I probably sound naive cause it's like, why aren't you getting some of the money bud? But, <laughs> but it's not, it's for me more, it's more of the cultural aspect and the education of our culture and just embracing it. It's just, it means more to me than monetary gain.
0: Yeah. To create the space for people that have fun and celebrate Denver and celebrate themselves and celebrate funny things about their culture and community and families that like other people understand, you know, it's like, I feel that. Well, Benny, thank you so much. This was super fun. You're great.
1: Yes, this is great.
0: And here's what else Denverites are talking about remember a couple of weeks ago when i spoke with denver post reporter john wenzel about meow wolf staff in denver organizing a union well i've got an update for you after 70 percent of workers signed authorization cards the company has voluntarily recognized the union according to the denver post the next step for the company and union reps is to start negotiating and it sounds to me like everyone involved is on pretty good terms the move caps off a challenging few weeks for the company Recently, one of the artists responsible for creating Meow Wolf, Matt King, tragically died at the age of 37. He contributed to 34 Meow Wolf installations, including a couple of standouts you might have seen at Convergence Station here in Denver. Emia is the area with that beautiful psychedelic musical cathedral, and Navigator 1 is one of the big mechanical robots in EMEA. Both so cool. And on top of all that, Meow Wolf is hosting Vortex, a big music festival this weekend at a new venue called Junkyard, which is at 11th Avenue and Yuma Street in Lincoln Park. It's got a pretty solid lineup and day passes start at 70 bucks. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you later. Elitches or Lakeside?
1: Ooh. Lakeside (laughs) now or 1964? (laughs)